Welcome to To Be A Monster. Yeah, let's get hyped up. Hey, hype. Yo, it's been a minute. It's been a bit of a minute. It's good to be back. Hey, everyone. Uh, yeah, part part in the little break. Um, we usually take August off, but we just do it so that we release some pressure and we don't blow our tops. <laughs> Albert's top was about to blow. It wouldn't have looked good. No. But uh, hey, we we told you at the end of our last episode that we were going to be doing a Dubia Monster ep, and here it is. Didn't and, forget. Oh my goodness. We've got some good good creeps for you today. And this is our 15th episode of Dubia Monster, right? It's the fi- it's the 16th installment. Oh. 16th. Of, like road trips and stuff. Or I don't know. I, I, I wrote 15. I'm, <laughs> I'm wrong. Even better. It's the 16th. Yeah. So this is our 16th. 16th Dubia Monster. It started a couple of Halloweens ago. Um, Just think where we were at when we did our 16th episode of Don't Be an Idiot. Wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. That was like... A long time ago. Six... Over five years ago. Years ago, maybe, at this point. Well, it is... uh, Fall is about to to just swoop on in. in we're, We're over here in Philadelphia, USA. Yeah. It's getting crisp. Halloween stuff is everywhere. I don't think Halloween has ever been as big as it is this year in America. Yeah, yeah it's starting it's, much the earlier. The shit is everywhere. Yeah. Which is cool and also not cool. It's like both things. Yeah. Once. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's um it's one of those things where now be like now that like normal people are like so into Halloween cuz yeah. you can TikTok it or whatever <laughs> that like it just gives the people who like it for real and have always liked it much more carte blanche to do mm. the weird, the weird, weird stuff. That's and then true, like, you yeah. know, your neighbor could just be like, have one of those signs that says like fall in sweaters and pumpkins and leaves crunching. And then you could be like blood. Yeah. And be like what? It's people the get same a pass. Thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. And you can't get mad. That's, that's a good point. So it gives everyone an excuse to get way weirder. Yeah. And go at it way harder. And for longer. Which, which we all nice. get to enjoy. Yeah. Our friend Alex, he he goes all out with sure decorating yeah. his front yard, which is, it's freaking amazing. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's got like all like, the black lights and he builds stuff and there's, you know, you know he had a giant skeleton, skeleton fighting a giant spider on his yard and there was like fog and he made a, a cemetery and stuff. Yeah. Although my brother-in-law also makes cemetery, really great cemeteries. That's right. He so made one for your birthday. For my 40th birthday, um, he, he made one that, that was just simply amazing. Actually, the whole night I kept waiting, I kept going like, look at this cemetery over there. Like, I'm going to go check it out. And then <laughs> yeah. your dad's like, oh yeah, go go read that. And I'm like, I was like I'm going, oh, I'm yeah, getting baby. over there. I never got over there. What did your, your gravestone say? Dude. I swear, um, I was just like, I was like, I'm going to get over there. Yeah. It said, uh, it was a it was a, like a quote from a, a Billy Hound song. It's like hmm. those devils don't scare me or something. And it had my wonderful. It had my death date as oh I can't remember. Oh. It's slipping my mind what the year was, but it was so far in the future, and like and thousands. Pa- of Patrick years. wanted to make it. I think like that day. Yeah, sure. And that would have been funny and awesome. Yeah, yeah. But like my family, I guess, was like, "Nah, you can't do that." That's bad juju. Bad juju. Um. Right. So anyway. Great. Um, we, we hope everyone enjoys their uh, yeah the the autumn breeze entering the trees. Actually, I feel like it just hit when I heard the intro song for our show. Oh, now really? now I feel like I'm really you in. It. Like I'm in, in fall it. now. Nice, right? Just yeah, now. nice. Although, and I feel like it is only like I think it's only like two days away, right? Yeah, it's a couple of days away. Yeah. Uh, there. So I had been sitting on something that I wanted to bring to our Dubia Monster episode. Um, because in the past, I can't remember which which episode. It might have been like like eleven or twelve. We just talked about how language has kind of adopted a lot of monstery words. You know, like mm. to ghost someone is to you know ignore yeah. them without saying goodbye. A troll is like an internet troll, someone who like is abusive or bullying online. And what was that one recently that was like the word of the year, like goblin zone or something? Yeah, right. Yeah, what like was that? It's like being, a, sh- it's like reveling in being a piece of shit. I think I know, but what was the term? Do you remember? Goblin mode. Goblin mode. So 
Yeah, so that's like a little trifecta, like ghost, troll, goblin mode. Yeah. And we were just remarking on how language has like sort of adopted these monsters to, to, you know, utilize like modern, um, you know, like new things that arise in our our society. I'm a zombie right now. Um, Like I'm dead. I'm dead. Yeah, I wonder when people started using zombie. Like that's been around. I'm sure it has, but like I wonder when that started. I wonder when that entered That would be a great one to be the first person to say, be like, ah, I'm a zombie. People are like, what do you mean by zombie? that zings. I like it. (laughs) Yo, I feel like a zombie (laughs) over here. Yo. Well, I was, uh, was, you know, reading the newspaper. Wow. Reading the newspaper. real newspaper. And, um... You know, artificial intelligence is all the rage right now. Everyone's talking about it. But there is another monster word that is being applied to something in the realm of artificial intelligence. Let me think if I can predict it. I don't think you will. It's pretty... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But you can try. I just scanned millions of search histories. And nothing nothing happened. Nothing. So... Uh, H.P. Lovecraft has in in uh, the, the um, oh shoot wait. it's at the mountains of madness I think um, something called the Shogoth. Have you heard of that before? The Shogoth. Yeah, it sounds familiar, but S H O G G O T H, and it's this. They're these like blob creatures with eyes and tentacles. You know, very Lovecraftian. Yes. Anyway, when um you know when the when the first one of the first AI engines came out which was called GPT-3. Okay. And, you know, like all early models of artificial intelligence, they're like, they were really weird and unpredictable. And they would like say really messed up stuff. Yes. And so they had to add something called RLHF, which stands for Reinforcement Learning from Human Feedback. Okay. And it was like a way of teaching the machines like, hey, you can't say that. <laughs> that <is not laughs> like, that's PC. super racist. Or like, <laughs> yeah. that's a super misogynist thing, yeah. thing to say. Or like, you can't tell your user to kill himself or herself or whatever. Yeah. So that that was like, they had to, they had to add this, um, this uh, RLHF thing to AI. So this like, it, the, a meme started spreading around on like the hyper online artificial intelligence like groups. Sure. And it was this little drawing, which was comparing GPT three to the Shogoth, which is yeah like this like tentacle huh. creature with all these eyes and yeah. and then it says GPT three plus RLHF and it's the same thing. Face. It's just a happy faces in front of it. Okay. <laughs> and like the the idea was that. You know, artificial, we don't even understand what artificial intelligence programs, how they work. Even the, oh, even the developers don't understand I know. it. It's called a black box uh, something where like they're like, we know something goes in and something comes out, but we don't truly understand what's going on inside. Right. So yeah. the Shogath is like a great sort of uh, s- symbol for that because it's this because all the Lovecrafting creatures are like they're the great unknown you know what I mean like yeah. we can't comprehend humans can't even comprehend what these creatures are right so just adding that RLHF thing which just kind of makes them a little bit more polite to humans yeah is like just putting like a little happy face mask on top of this giant tentacled creature yeah so that meme has become really popular and Shogath has kind of turned into this phrase this this like uh, vocab this word that oh, is I used that in one. the artificial cool. intelligence world so um so I thought that was interesting, just that we have another monster that is kind of being passed around and being used. It is wild. And the, the AI thing, obviously, not to get too, uh, you know. Existential? Yeah, with what? it all. But it's like, I just, you know, trying to do that and trying to be like, hey, AI, you need to be more polite. Uh-huh. It's like, doesn't that, like, obviously, yeah, it's not cool to be hateful or, or any of that stuff. But like, it's doing that thing. Uh-huh. And it's not human. Right. So I almost feel like shouldn't well maybe they have seen what it does, but like should we see what it's going to do and then like I think if we let it go, you know, who knows. I know. I know. I mean it shouldn't like, we it'll should start convinced convincing people to kill themselves or whatever. Right. 
And I just think it's gonna. I just think it's going to definitely get around the smiley face mask. Yeah. No matter what. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. did you? See, one thing I noticed lately is that when I use Google, mm-hmm. it's like, "Would you like to try our AI version of search yeah. engine?" And I'm like, "No." Uh, well, soon there won't be an option. It'll but just I'm be just like, like, part of it. Isn't it already sort of that? Like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> what are we talking about? Everyone, beware the shogath. Yes. I might just be wearing a, a happy face mask. Yeah. Um, so one other thing we wanted to do today on here on Doobie and Monster, Monster oh, Serials. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So our great friend Pete, mm-hmm. uh, he told us a little while ago, he's like, oh, hey, guys, I got the, uh, I got the, uh, you know, every year <laughs> the um, Count Chocula people, which is General like Mills. General Mills cereal, yeah. does like a box set. Of cereals, yeah, that you, you get them all at once. Um, so he's like, yeah, so I always do that once a year. Yeah. And he got us, he got us one, and it's a four pack of, uh, well, three of them are classics. Mm-hmm. We got Count Chocula, <clears throat> Booberry, Frankenberry, and Frankenberry. And yeah, for anyone outside of America, like the, these are seasonal cereals. Yes, from that they go back to the seventies. Like I think nineteen seventy one is when the, this first trio was launched. Yeah. There were two other ones, Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute. Right. But they were, those were he was like a werewolf. Yeah, it was like a werewolf and a mummy. Um, so anyway, yeah, like so Pete got us this 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 four pack. And there's a new one. This year, yeah. there's a new monster cereal. And her name's Carmella, Carmella Creeper. Creeper. And she looks young. She's young. She's got headphones. She's a DJ. She's very cool. And it's she's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's pretty lame. Yeah, so what we decided we would do today is we are going to rate uh, the the four pack of cereals uh, from our favorite to our least favorite, and we say so. We already off off camera here. We already tried the original three just to refresh our taste buds, mm-hmm. and right now we have two bowls of Carmella Creeper <laughs> in front of us, which apparently is a caramel apple. Yeah. Which I, that's a very like autumnal Halloween yeah. sort of thing. I don't think it needs to be a cereal flavor. No. But then no, again, no. Apple Jacks were awesome in their right, heyday. Right, right, yeah. So that's what I was kind of like hoping because the cereal pieces are bright green. Yeah, I do like that. Because mm-hmm. I, 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 neon green is my favorite color. Little green ghosts. So I like that. Oh yeah, we should also say for anyone not familiar with, with uh, General Mills monster cereals, it's basically like... They look like the Pac-Man ghosts, the actual yeah. cereals. Yeah. And then there are marshmallows. They're either bats. Um, Booberry has ghost ghosts. marshmallows. We don't know what the hell is going on with Carmilla Creeper. What are her marshmallows supposed to be? So they're these little... Her her deal seems like she's a DJ, right? Uh-huh. And so her... Her, <laughs> her uh, marshmallows are like kind of almost formless, like round, but I believe... There's supposed to be a head with headphones on, maybe? Oh, my God. So dumb. But it's really too subtle. Like, there's no way. It doesn't read as headphones. No. Yeah. Um, But... And and just to be clear, these these are not healthy cereals. These are sugar. <laughs> it's like it's not healthy. Like the the like for all four of these, the, the there's like a, a like a grainy kind of uh, the ghost cereal pieces, and then marshmallows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so she's got green uh, cereal pieces and like a like multicolored marshmallows. All right. So we're gonna eat. We're gonna tr- taste these. We're gonna try them out, and then we'll we're, let's, and then we'll we're talk give about you our ratings, the ratings, and, rating, and then we'll get on with the show. Yeah. Perfect. Whatever. (laughs) Or whatever. Okay. So there we go. We've we've eaten all the cereals. Okay. What are your first thoughts about Carmella Creeper? Well, okay. I thought it was going to be worse. Uh Uh-huh. But I also feel like it's a completely unnecessary cereal. It's, well, it's certainly unnecessary. And, and I wanted her to prove me wrong. Like in the last moments before we tried it, I was like, oh shit, Apple Jacks. I know I already yeah. said that, but like if that was like this might be more great... like Apple Jacks, like I could be into like Apple Jacks with just marshmallows, which I'm sure they did at some point. Because... Right. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say like, wor- like best to worst. Count Chocula is the best. Number one. Count, Count Chocula is easy. He's always been and he will always be. After like, that. He's the flagship of that 
Right. Like, I don't know if they all debuted at the exact same time, but yeah. like to me... I think the first three maybe did. I just feel like Count Chocolate, I feel like there was a time where you did not see Frankenberry or Booberry mm-hmm. or anything for years. Yeah. Um, and then they started like kind of revamping it again. Be like, we've always been here. We're just, we're just like <laughs> dead, dead or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, Frankenberry's second. Yes. Right. And it, I think you meant you mentioned because we didn't really discuss mm-hmm. this beforehand. It looks good in the bowl. That bright pink. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Frankenberry. Th- here's the thing. Frankenberry is second because Booberry and Frankenberry taste almost the same. Right. But, but Frankenberry looks better, better looking. Because right, yeah. Booberry's got a blue tint. Is Carmella Creeper better than Booberry or worse than Booberry? So this is where I'm a little bit torn because I, I almost, I don't know where to go with this. I don't know where to say like, uh, you know, Frankenberry is uh, better than Carmella. And that would mean that <clears throat> Booberry is also better than Carmella. Yeah. But I almost want to penalize the company for doing two of the same tasting cereals yeah. and then making Carmella third Let's- and then Booberry fourth let's say carmelo's third then and and, and booberry's fourth i just i, I i'm sorry i, I think <laughs> you don't you, don't, you do not have to apologize I just i wish no one even I cares wish fruit brute was here so i yeah. could just because i swear if he tastes like frankenberry too i'm just gonna walk they'll, they'll bring back fruit brute at some point maybe like a couple of years yeah so last year actually was an anniversary right. um and i don't remember was 100 years no way no 50 50, yeah. 50 years last year they did a special monster mash edition cool before carmella and all they did was mix all of the cereals oh together gosh. and uh that would yeah. make your bell go to hell you know what i didn't finish the box i was like this is gonna be the best thing ever and i just like didn't finish Ooh, it. Too much. Yeah. All right. Well, now we have all these boxes of <laughs> monster cereal. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we thought that would be a, a nice little little treat for our yep. return to Doobie and Monster. So thank you and and uh, you know goodbye. Yes. I guess is what I want to say. And thank you, Pete. Thank you, Pete. Great. All right. Well, let's go. Let's let's talk about some monsters here. Um, we're gonna determine who goes first. Yep, 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 yep. Oh wait, one what? second. Okay. We have one little top of the show thing. Left. Oh, okay. Um, I uh, so it's amazing that the summer season has come and gone so fast. Uh-huh. But early in the summer, went to Godzilla Palooza over oh, at cool, the yeah. Mahoning Drive-in. Yeah, and uh, I saw some. I saw three Godzilla movies. I don't think I'd seen any of them before. Yeah, cool. And that was just one night. Like I think it was four nights. Love Godzilla. Always have. Um, but the next day we were at the diner and we were like, what is the deal with Godzilla's uh, roar? Uh-huh. Right? Right. And so we started looking it up and like the the creation of the Godzilla roar was like a huge thing. Yeah. Um, so... I know. I, I was. You know let's, now. Let's here. Let's play it real quick. Oh yeah. Okay. If somehow you've never heard Godzilla's roar before, it is truly unlike anything that I've ever heard before. So yeah, we were like, "What is this?" Right. So this is the 1954 Gojira roar. So let's take a listen. Right, those are two examples of Godzilla's roar. Nothing like it. Uh-huh. There's it's nothing a, like it's, it. It's com- uh, it's completely unique. It's yeah. So apparently the studio was scrambling to come up with something that was unique. Uh, you know they were you know King Kong was big and they wanted to yeah rival do that. this thing that was you know totally unique. So for a while they tried mixing together other natural animal roars mm-hmm, sure. and things like that. Yeah, but in the end. What it was, was they took a double base mm-hmm. and using a leather glove coated in pine tar resin, they just scraped it across, wow. creating that friction there. And that was what, that was what created Brilliant. that sound. Brilliant. What the, how do you even think <laughs> to do that? <laughs> yeah. It's iconic. It's iconic. iconic sound. Like if we were to... Like, let's say some alien race was, like, invading, and we yeah. needed to pretend that we had a monster to fight them. Right. We, that's the sound that we should sound. use, you right? You project that out. There's right. nothing better. No, nothing, no one beats Godzilla. Mm-mm. There are those who have tried and failed. Yeah. But nothing beats that roar. Nope. That's the best. Okay. Just wanted you to know that. 
and um, there you go. When you die in your tombstone, we get a little like red button that you can push on the side, which is like, dude, yes, <laughs> that is great. And I'll just press it whenever I visit, which would be very rarely because people don't really visit. No, graves. you don't need a visit. No. You're not there. Mm-mm. Don't waste the money. <laughs> on what the bridge toll or what? <laughs> what money on the grave? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Although I do have to say. It still amazes me that you can buy a grave mm-hmm. one time mm-hmm. and it's yours forever. Yeah. Like you That's a steal. You pay property tax. If you for, even if you could buy a house, you pay yeah. property tax forever. Right. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. My parents already have their plots paid for. That's an interesting thing. Yeah. They like you, they like checked it out. They're like, that's it. That looks good. We'll get they, we'll take two. Are they on a hill? Um, I don't. I, I'd like to see the cemetery they well, picked. Yeah, what they didn't. It's like I'm in Jersey somewhere. I know Laurel Hill's got a pet cemetery now, which is oh, that's nice. I guess, I guess. sounds expensive. Yeah, oh, yeah, who needs to do that? Yeah. All right, All so right, let's so, yeah. uh, let's figure out who's going first here. We got a little monster card game, and uh, and we get started. Is it one, two, three. Quick game of Monster War. Yep, one, two, three. Only face cards. Oh, oh, look who it is. A kaiju. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> Perfect. All right. Albert's going first. All right. I'm what really do you got for psyched. us? Albert's well, pumped. Before I get started, I should put on my red cap because oh. I'm talking about the red cap goblin today. Red cap goblin. Have you ever heard of such a thing? <laughs> no. Dude. No. I'm obsessed. Okay. So... Um, I love it. Late in August, uh-huh. decided to do a last minute trip to Maine mm-hmm. and stopped back at the Cryptozoology Museum up sure, there in Portland. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I know we're going to be coming back with a monster episode. So I was like, maybe there's something in here that I could use for inspiration to get started. So I started checking out the fairy goblin case and yeah. I found this dude called Whoa, the red cat. He's got a good look. Mm-hmm. Holy now, shit. Now don't read don't read All what right, he does read yet because I gotta I gotta let I'm you know about that. Him. But he's got a good look. Now yeah. most of the depictions <laughs> that I'm gonna show you, he doesn't look like I, I yeah. like how he yeah. looks here, but yeah. like <laughs> he looks different in, in most of them. So here's the deal. He is a malevolent goblin mm. in the Northumbrian and Scottish borders folklore. And I love the fact that there is something called borders fo- folklore. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So um, you know, the in the southern border of Scotland, between that and England, yeah. there was a lot of like warring for a long time. Of course, yeah, right. And uh, there's all of these ruined castles all yeah. in that area. Very cool. Um, so, according to the 19th century folklorist William Henderson, where where everybody kind of seems to get this good description of the red cat goblin yeah. from, uh, he says he looks like this. Uh, Red Cap resembles a short, thick-set old man with long, prominent teeth, skinny fingers, armed with talons like eagles, large eyes of a fiery red color, grizzly hair streaming down to his shoulders, iron boots, Mm. a pike staff in his left hand, and a red cap on his head. Oh, yeah. Questions? Not yet, but (laughs) I I love that, you know... I feel like in, in, in just British folklore in general, there are so many types of like hobgoblins yep. and fairies yes. and there's so many different like versions of those. So many. And th- they are, they are very humanoid and like yes. almost, almost like a, like an old man yes. or, or something. But yeah, they were saying like these things could be roughly like four feet, which is kind of big. Yeah. Uh, but um, anyway, so they especially, it is believed that every ruined castle in the borderlands has, has red one. caps in them, okay. but especially ones that have a violent history. Yeah. And almost all of them do, um, which I'm going to come back to okay. in, in a minute. Right. Um, so here's what they like to do. They wait in these castles for like travelers to come in mm-hmm. and they will try to either throw giant boulders on you. Uh, to crush you, mm-hmm. or they will run you through with the pike staff. Oh man, seeing one of those things running at you full speed—yes, that would be creepy. And the and the thing about their full speed is they are 
unnaturally fast. Yeah. It's essentially impossible to outrun. Oh, geez. And the term, uh, as far as how uh, resilient they are, they are unaffected by mm. human strength. So essentially, you cannot outrun them and you cannot defeat them with like the tools and, and weapons of man. Oh, okay. Um, the reason that they want to kill you is because they need to periodically soak their cap in blood, oh. human blood, because if it dries out, they die. That's why they require a place with violent history. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, actually, so there's going to be, I'm going to come more about like, like, so the history, there's, there's some theories about why they hide in those places, mm -hmm. but no, they need like, they need fresh, fresh victims all oh, the time. Oh, fresh blood. Okay. To yeah. keep dyeing their hats. Now, this reminds me a little bit of a couple episodes back. I did the Kappa and they had a mm -hmm. water bowl on yeah, their head. Right. They were like a turtle type of animal. And if they, if the water spilled off of their head uh -huh. they would become like powerless essentially right yeah so i, I thought that was kind of a fun connection uh, there connection yeah um and you might say to yourself what do i do if i see a red cat yeah because you can't run can't you fight, can't fight can't run um two things you can quote scripture mm, bummer or brandish a crucifix mm. now it's believed that this kind of way of like fighting them became popular later with like the influence of Christianity. I was going to say, blah, blah. I'd love if there, if there were some like pre-Christian elements. Sounds to like cap. before the pre-Christian stuff, there was, you're just dead. Yeah. Right. Which okay. is great. Yeah. There's no way to, to battle them at all. The only reason that I'm okay with these ways to sort of uh, defeat the uh, red cap is because when you do one of these two things at them, they they release like a shrieking wail, <laughs> burst into flame, and what is left behind is a long, sharp tooth. Ooh. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't care if it's caused by the Bible or whatever, yeah. but like, how cool would that be to... That's a cool death. You know, like banish, like banish a red cap and then have its and then, tooth. Yeah, right. And then if you were like a red cap, like hunter, like you go through, like what if you're like jacked dude going through the borderlands and you're like, I'm just clearing castles and you have just like this necklace of red cap teeth. Wouldn't that be the best? I mean, this is a, this is great, you know, film right? fire right here. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so. I'd die to see this. I know. I know. I'm like so obsessed with the whole thing, but, um, I did mention before that they especially like castles with um, bloody history. Mm. So there are the they <laughs> Pictish men. I'm not sure who the Pictish really were, but I guess they're either English or Scottish. Uh, they would, when they were building these castles, there was a tradition of human sacrifice and um, spreading the blood on the foundation stones of these of these buildings because they they felt that it would purify the building but it actually had this adverse effect where a lot of the um castles became like haunted with like sure. the souls of the um sacrifice. of the sacrifice yeah. yeah so some believe that the red caps are actually just an embodiment of those tortured souls mm. kind of come to to life right They're like the physical embodiment mm -hmm. of those that were killed yeah okay. which is fun that's fun right yeah uh still supernatural totally um then there's there's some other theories where uh they talk about something called an elemental mm -hmm. now funnily enough i had just finished last week uh, a book called the elementals by let me, i always forget his name michael mcdowell this is the same guy who wrote the screenplay of beetlejuice yes right? yeah. yes so I got turned on to Michael McDowell books. Uh, I also read this uh, other one called Blackwater. Both of these books are amazing. Cool. And um, in the book, The Elementals, there were these three houses and one of them <clears throat> you, like, you never went into. And it was because it was believed to be haunted by these things called elementals. And I'd actually never really heard of this term before. I don't know if you have, mm -hmm. but there was this um, servant woman who seemed to have like a deeper understanding of these kind of like, like old, like creepy spirity sort of things. Mm -hmm. And 
this young girl in the book would see these creepy figures and she even like took photos because her dad was a photographer and she would take these photos and she would see these like strange beings and, and things like that in the house. And the servant woman was like, do not believe what you're seeing. Do not believe what the camera's seeing. These things are not, they're like not physical. They're, they're getting in your head and they're manifesting your fears and things like that. So mm-hmm. like, you know, an elemental just kind of means that you're from the elements. Right, really. yeah. And uh, so I wanted to like look into what the heck an elemental was. So there was this guy named uh, Parcellus. Mm-hmm. Oh, Paracellus. And he wrote this thing called the Philosophia Magna in 1566. Well, actually, that's when it came out, like just after he died. And he described them as creatures that are outside of the cognizance of the light of nature and how they are to be understood marvelous works that God has created. And he basically, there's four the four elements, like mm-hmm. earth, fire, wind, and water. Yeah. And the ones of the earth are the pygmy slash gnome mm-hmm. uh elementals yeah so like gnomes gnomes goblins so they're like of the earth and then there's like yeah and then there's like they're always associated with trees and rivers and lakes and valleys and things yes so they're kind of like they're like not exactly spirits but they're like they're but they're also sort of creatures yeah um he says they're sort of like in between um kind of invisible to most of us um but like also even doing things that humans do, like eat, sleep, wear clothes, yeah. things like that. So one theory is that the red caps are elementals. Oh, okay. Um, but then you also get into like even older than that, 13th century, it's like the fae and fairies. Like I've always kind of wondered, like what is the deal with fairies? Right. Um, so a goblin, un- uh, as well as many, many, many different types of things like Boggarts and uh, like, gosh, I, like there's just like so many of them. Uh, there's so many different words, right, for the types of yeah. But apparently, fairy and fae is actually like a catch-all. Like mm-hmm. they all kind of fall into this. Yeah, like even a gnome might be considered absolutely in the fairy fam- absolutely. family. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Right. It's and not just that Disney Disneyfied version of yes, the fairies that right. we, that most people have. Because that's kind of the thing. It's like I think there was it was a better understanding of what fairy fairies were. And then it got kind of like popularized. Now we all think of Tinkerbell. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Another Um, thing that America ruined. Yeah. (laughs) So like you could look at goblins and fairies and all the things that fall under the fae are just nature spirits always sort of has something to do with the elements. Yeah. And just, I mean, just think about even recently, I mean, Maybe even today, though, but like, you know, folks in, in uh, parts of Ireland, in the highlands of Scotland, they still carry a, a belief in fairies. Yeah, totally. Oh, Iceland. Even oh, in, totally. in Iceland, they make fairy houses along yes. the roads. So they have, if they build some, some place for them to be, then they won't bother them, you know, in their own home. Absolutely. Like that. Yeah. So I just feel like that term fairy um, is something that we just like, we kind of need to see past mm-hmm. the Tinkerbell with it all. Right. Um, so the two main theories are nature spirits and then spirits of the dead. Now, nature spirits came first. Um, apparently in Victorian times, like death just became such like a popular yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, both theories for the, uh, like the origin of the red cap goblin kind of come from that okay. same thing. Also, like the fae, um, all of these things are sort of interdimensional, which is kind of fun. Yeah, um, right. So it's like, parallel planes but some people see them i i, I don't know I, I yeah i know like I like, to, like wells and stuff like uh oh yeah i love a well like like those are like those are places of of like like basically waterways that are passages um to different dimensions that like fairy like creatures can oh yeah go in and out of right and like again i feel like the fairy lore and the elemental lore which came a little bit later are all they're all interconnected Mm -hmm. uh because like that would be probably like the nymph or the undine or undine Mm -hmm. which are beings of water Mm -hmm. um but what i did think was really interesting is like this whole like the gnomus or gnome this guy uh paracelsus like he first um created that term Oh, so okay. like first person to say gnome oh cool was this dude and like gnome goblin it's all kind of yeah right it's all in there um, 
So fairies are very radical. So do more of that sort of research. But what I wanted to, what I wanted to kind of finish up with, mm-hmm. uh, with all of this is a the most famous red cap of all. Ooh. Um, so he's known in a lot of places as Robin the Red Cap. Oh, oh yes, I've heard of. Really? Is, is it Robin Redbreast or Redbreast Robin? Possibly, because there's a couple of different like. Okay. Um, there's a couple of different names, and in fact, there's this famous poem about him, and uh, it seems like everybody's referring to Robin Redcap, but in this one, he's known as Redcap Sly. Oh, okay. Um, so here's how it goes: a real guy named uh, Lord William de Souls. He was. Uh, this is like the 14th century. He was known to practice black magic at Hermitage Castle uh, in Scotland. Yeah. And he acquired this Robin or Sly red cap uh, as a familiar. Cool. And it was said that at Hermitage Castle, they would hear, like the townsfolk would hear these like blood-curdling screams all, all the time at night. Um, and the, the like area, people would, like women would be tortured, men would disappear and be murdered, th- things like, like a mm. lot of shit was going down. It yeah. was not good. Um, so the, uh, the theory is that, or the, actually the legend is that, uh, he made a deal with this red cap who might have been the devil, Mm. uh, that he's like, look, if you give me your soul and you give me an endless supply of sacrifices to dye my cap, um, then I will make you impervious to weapons of man. You can't be, you can't be stabbed. You can't be cut. You can't be bound. Um, because, he essentially wanted to be, he wanted to be the King of Scotland. Mm-hmm. But like, so he had this, like mm-hmm. he was using this demon or red cap as to, to get power. Um, so there's this famous poem by John Levden called the court of Kielder, uh, 1846. So I'm just going to read a little bit of it and kind of gives you the story. Uh, it said, Lord souls. He sat in Hermitage castle and beside him, old red cap sly. Now tell me those thou sprite, who art makel of might, the death that I must die. While thou shalt bear a charmed life and hold that life of me, gainst lance and arrow, sword and knife, I shall thy warrant be. Nor forged steel, nor hempen band, shall thy limbs confine, till threefold ropes of sifted sand around thy body twine. Hmm. So basically he was like, there's a catch. You cannot, you can't be, the only way they could catch you, he's saying like, twine made sand. of sand, yeah. right? Um, but uh, the townsfolk were so freaked out by this guy that they alerted the king at the time who was named Robert the Bruce. Oh, the very famous Scottish king. Oh, he's very famous. Yeah, I, I he's, yeah he's even like a character in, in Braveheart or whatever. You know? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so this dude sent his army to uh or probably just a piece of the army over there mm. to get this guy and legend has it they could like not kill him and they could not mm. like bind him so they ended up rolling him in lead mm-hmm. and the there's this thing called the nine stain rig which is a ring of standing stones mm-hmm. near the castle mm-hmm. and apparently they boiled him uh boiled him alive in that lead um Roll like he was rolled up in lead, so boiled up, boiled him alive there. Wow, yeah, did that kill him or what? Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, it turns out that um, that's just like part of the fun legend. And he actually just uh, was imprisoned and died in uh, Dumbarton Castle mm-hmm. after being found guilty of treason and expire, uh, conspiring against the king. Not quite as fun, not quite as fun, but like, but it did still have like they did yeah. still send this guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, and it's just a great story. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, and then, oh, Robin Redcap was never heard of again. And they, they say that he, like, he took all of the treasure that um, DeSoul's uh, had, like, amassed. And mm-hmm. he's, like, hiding deep in the bowels of Hermitage Castle and uh, is, like, still there to this day. And, like, Hermitage Castle still stands, sure. I believe. Yeah. And I really want to go. Well, dude, we need to do a little England um, and Scotland trip anyway because yes. so many of the idioms that we've done 
um, come from there. Yes. And we've talked about like, you know, um, fairies in Scotland before in totally. regards to, um, what was the idiom? Dude, I know. I was trying to think of remember. that. Like I, I bought this fairy book where like early on. Uh, yeah. like so early on in the don't be an idiom world well, we need to do a whole don't be an idiom tour and then we can also do some dubia monster stuff that's easy dude i want to walk inside of a tree in scotland <laughs> and i want to go down into the fairy yeah. oh we i remember we did the low road at one that's point what I'm thinking which of. was low a road. fairy which is a fairy the fairy road, road. Yeah. yeah yeah that's what i was thinking of um but just before I wrap up here, uh, uh, so as far as Hermitage Castle goes, the farmers around there uh, said that the the foundation of it mm-hmm. um, sank into the ground as if the stones themselves were attempting to hide from oh, God. Cool. Uh, which I just love. Uh, so I have to get there. And the the final thing that I want to say about all this is that um there is a oh monster in my pocket remember monster in my pocket of course yeah so we collected these when me and ryan were kids and there is totally a red cap mm. which mm. i'm showing ryan right now which i can say this that is as a good kid, artwork as a kid he would have not been one of my favorites like no, i yeah. would have kind of breezed over too this traditional. to like a seven-headed beast or whatever oh yeah but the background is spot on yeah as far as like the legend i love that goes. it says species fairy mm-hmm. lives in abandoned castles in the borders between scotland and england that's right? amazing i know yeah. it's like a perfect little concise very cool dude monster in my pocket is the fucking shit dude get this too Apparently, the, the red cap shows up in the Monster in My Pocket NES game God on damn. like level four or something. And I was like, oh, maybe I can like try to get a copy of this. So much. It's like $112 on yeah, eBay. I believe it. I believe it. Um, so if anybody has it out there, I would just just let us come over dude, and just play. Steal we'll bring, one from we'll John Sylvester. You've already stolen games <laughs> from him. He probably has it. Dude, no way. If he had a Monster in My Pocket game, I would have taken that first. Yeah. Okay. Good point. Yeah. Um, also, uh, for all you Hellboy fans out there, mm. there is a uh, there is a book in Hellboy. I, I believe it's volume three, uh, where he kind of like goes through and does all this like um, folklore, kind of yeah. like touches base on some folklore stuff. And there's this short story called Iron Shoes, oh. which is they don't call him a red cap, but he absolutely that's a red cap. It's a red cap Love because that. they they try he tries to drop boulders on him and throws these spikes at him and is wearing iron shoes nice. the whole time. I love Hellboy. Hellboy's great too. Um, and the last thing uh, you've said last thing three times. Oh, I actually, just wanna... <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? You can keep going. I'm just think it's funny heard... that you're like. And one last thing. Have you ever? Where's the Isle the Isle of Wight? Right, Isle of Wight. Do you know what that is? Isle of Wight is an island south of England. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. So there is this thing called the Black Gang Chine Fantasy Park. Okay. And it's like this, uh, you know, it's like this little like kind of haunted house sort of thing that you walk through and there's all these like automatons in mm-hmm. there and whatever. So I actually did like a uh, like a virtual walkthrough. So there's a red cap right when you right when you go in. And there's a sign that says, Watch this heartless red cap because he'd rather see you dead. He'd love to squeeze out all your blood and put it on his head. Whoa, nice. That is freaking cool. Gotta go see that. Yeah. And something that everybody should know about the iron shoes and the iron pike staff is that most fairies have an aversion to iron. Yeah, okay. That makes them extra special. So that's what I, like, I just can't stop thinking about, like, this is almost like an anti-fairy. Yeah, Like, right. he's using the, he's using the, like, the iron to his advantage, and the fact that he's, like, so fast in the shoes, even though they they should be heavy. It's incredible. So he's a great guy. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. It's awesome. Yeah. And Vampire.com says that he's also technically vampiric. Oh, well, he's so. wearing the blood. That's a little different than drinking the blood. But he needs it to live. Oh, okay. So. Anyway, that's the red cap. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you, Albert. We'll be right back after this very brief break.
so yeah off air we were talking about monsters still um so thanks for sticking around um all right so albert i mean albert and i we this whole podcast started because of our road tripping um we've driven all over america we've been to every every state that's um on the mainland i think so right we've hit up them all and one of those states is michigan Okay. Um, although we've never been to Detroit, the no, city of Detroit. No, I'm trying to see where um, he's going here. So my question to you is: Have you ever heard of the Nain Rouge? Definitely not. So <laughs> what I is was, this? A French guy? He is French, and uh, this, this, this cryptid, this monster, is all tied up with um, the French colonialism okay. of America back when. Back when the United States was partially owned by France in what was called oh, New France. Wait, see, I didn't even know that was a thing. See this whole blue thing that's going through America? Uh-huh. So in the early 1700s, France had control of all of this land. You know, it's the reason that Canada, you know, yeah, like the Canada French was French territory. Yeah, right? right. So They gave up all that? They they had to after the, the Treaty of Paris, um, oh, after the French and yeah, Indian War. We oui, oui. Right, um, so I'm gonna we're gonna talk about the Nan Rouge. We had, wow, not, we had another awesome. French. We've had a couple: the Gévaudan and the Lougarou. That's what I was thinking. The Lou, yes, right. So Lougarou is a French. You know, it's an American cryptid, but he, he, it has French origins. Right. Um, and this one does as well. And this one goes way back. So I thought okay. this was pretty cool. Cause, okay. Because Jersey Devil is like that's the one that goes you know pretty far back. Yeah. And uh, this one does as well, and I, I thought um, I thought this would be kind of cool. Fantastic! All right, so to understand, and I'll I'll explain what he looks like in a bit, but like okay, you it's so wrapped up in the found in the formation of Detroit as a city, okay. which is really interesting. So there was this guy Antoine de la Mothe Cadillac. Great. Yes. The very cars. The cars were named after him. Okay. Because he founded Detroit. Okay. Which is where Cadillac cars were created. So they were named after him. Great. Oh my God. I'm learning so much. (laughs) So it's 1701. We're in Quebec, which would have been part of New France. Okay. And there is a party going on. And the party is just like, Cadillac's the best. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And don't you know it? On this night, this fortune teller comes by and she has a black cat perched on her shoulder and she's like, hey, I'm a fortune teller. And there are, you know, all of these rich, you know, you know, very fancy French dudes are like, get on in here. Oh, sure. Yeah. So they stand in a circle. They all put their palms out and she's like reading all of their palms. And Cadillac is like getting real into it because she tells him that you are going to be, you are going to start a great city. This is what the fortune teller tells okay. Cadillac. Sure. Which ends up being true. Okay. Because he he starts Detroit. Um but he wants more. And so she goes, "Okay, you want more? Well, I'll tell you what. You are going like your future is doomed. Like you're going to start oh. a great city." <laughs> well, 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 not that kind but, of more. But I mean, your your colony will be the scene of strife and bloodshed. Oh. The Indians will be treacherous. The English will struggle for its possession. Oh. Under a new flag, it will reach a height of prosperity which you never in your wildest dreams pictured. America, which will yeah, I mean, yeah, essentially. They're like, you know. Oh, wait, cuz cuz France will lose control yeah, of Detroit, yeah, yeah. you know, all these things. But he had no he had no like concept yet of like what this what He's this like, what was. are you talking what about? Are you crazy bet. I will say that this account comes from 1883. So okay. we're talking like 180 years after. And you always got to be skeptical when there's too much time in between uh-huh. the event and the writing it down. <laughs> yeah. Because it seems so, like sort of a big deal. Of course, in this legend, the fortune teller tells him he's going to create a great city because they already, we already know that. You know, uh, in okay. A little bit of a back formation <laughs> in history yeah. here. But you know what, though? But it 1883 doesn't is still, matter. 1883 is still a long time ago. You know? Absolutely. But, yeah. It's still just cool. Listen, just write it down, people. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got a good idea, write it down. It's <laughs> really good advice. <laughs> so the fortune teller says, your future and your children's future lies in your own hands. Beware of undue ambition. It will mar all your plans. Appease 
the Nain Rouge. I'm sure it's a non Rouge, but in Detroit today they say Nain Rouge. Sure, yeah. Beware of offending him. Should you be thus unfortunate, not a vestige of your inheritance will be given to your heirs. So the fortune teller offers this warning to Cadillac and says, you know, like, if if you come upon the, the Nain Rouge and do anything to offend him, all of these terrible misfortunes that I've mentioned are going to happen to you. Is he offended in normal ways or is there like weird stuff that he finds offensive? <laughs> <laughs> like if you're That's a good is it just like rudeness? I think abuse. I think, I oh, think, you don't abuse no, no, no. anyone. No, 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 no. Uh, but I imagine that, like, even if he was rude to him, yeah. that that would be enough. Okay. Because I feel like that's the case with a lot of these legends where you're warned not to, like, not to mess with this, this you know, supernatural entity. Is this guy already rich when the party's going he, on? He did come from a humble background okay. in France. Okay. Um, and uh, he. He worked his way up, basically. Okay. He knew like who to brown nose, and he be, he became very successful. And okay, so he's successful now. Now he is, yeah. See, this is my problem with people. It's like, dude, you're already doing good. Like, yeah. enjoy what you have. Don't upset the name Rouge. <laughs> like, why do you have to be insane with like? Because I'm sure he what well, he does something insane. I'm sure, right? Well, we're, he's we're like power hungry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. Anyway, you know, this same year, he founded Fort Pontchartrain du Detroit. And Detroit okay. means, um, like, the, the name Detroit uh, has to do with the, the river. De- uh-huh. it's, it's, the English, it's the French word for a strait, which okay. connects to bodies of water. Okay. And um, Cadillac's idea was, you know, he, he's, he went to the the where the Detroit River is, what's now you know, he named it, but um and he's like, This would be an amazing place for a city on either side of the river. Hmm. Very similar to Gay Paris. Oh, right? Gay Paris. Which which has the river running directly through the middle of the See, I don't the city. know any of this about Detroit <laughs> and or Paris. Like I don't know that, so there's ri- By uh, the way, Albert's been to France like a, several times. It's like a split <laughs> city. Wait, I've been so, to France once, but never Paris. You've been to France multiple times, bud. Multiple? Yeah. Yes, we went to Aix-en-Provence and oh, Marseille. Oh, sorry, I forgot. And you and I also I went to Bordeaux. And we went to. <laughs> it's funny because when you get there by car, it doesn't seem like you're in France. Yeah, well, we were in France, all <laughs> oh, right. Oh <laughs> God, still never Paris though. Well, I've never been to oh, Paris. Okay. All right, yeah. sure. So a- anyway, uh, Detroit for a long time was called the Paris of the Midwest. Okay, sure. Um, I, it does not hold that same you know that same label today right um but but it, it did at some point in, yeah in the, in the past anyway so so cadillac made all of his fortunes trading with the native americans and he had a lot of people that were after him the jesuits in particular they were after him because he was selling liquor to the native americans and they like had a problem with it uh, yes and he i don't think he was supposed to be but he was anyway but also trading furs and things like that mm. So Detroit just like, you know, it, it became this really um, populous city and it was all because of this, this man Cadillac. Now, wow, he and his wife were walking down the road one day and he overheard two people talking. And one of the guys said like he was, you know, things he said, things cannot run very long thus. Um, hmm. My wife saw a few days ago Le Petit Nain Rouge. Oh, and the little one. Yeah, <laughs> the little guy. And I'll, I'll I'll drop this bit of information on you now for for Nain Rouge. I cannot wait to see what this thing looks like. Whenever when he has remained this sort of symbol in Detroit from the 1700s till today. Okay. And basically, he he's a presage to really catastrophic moments in Detroit's history. There are often Harbinger of Doom. Harbinger of Doom, much yes, like Mothman. So many sightings of him usually are, um, th- those sightings precede really horrible things that happen. Okay. So anyway, um, you know, Cadillac heard this, laughed it off, and then, you know, as they were heading home, this, this grotesque dwarf-like creature... Ah! Uh-huh came into his path uh-huh. and it had like 
rotten, sharp teeth. It had red skin. It had blazing eyes. And he said, get away. And he hit it <laughs> oh, <laughs> with no, his cane. No, but that's just a knee-jerk reaction. You're going to do so, that. Nain Rouge means red dwarf, sometimes oh. red demon. And it's kind of like this devilish, impish creature. Yeah, yeah. Very similar in appearance to the red cap, actually. Uh, yes, and I was so, going to say, this is similar. Like, look at us again, going with the dwarf. I actually thought you gobblers. were going to do this for a second. Dude, I, like, I, <laughs> thought, I thought you were going to do the red cap, I swear. So anyway, um, the, uh, the Nain Rouge ran off laughing. And he's like, oh, baby, See, baby, baby, baby. he wanted him to he abuse wa- him. Oh, yeah. Like, cause, yeah, like, what do you do? To. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm sure that um, Cadillac was drunk. Um, oh, I don't know. Maybe. Right? Why? I feel like, cause, like, you know, people are just, like, drinking. <laughs> yeah. What else is there to do? Right. And I mean, it's not like he's being safe. He's walking. Yeah. He was just walking. Um, but, but anyway, this disrespect That's led to the end of Cadillac. And by, I think it was by 1707. Um, only a few years after he, you know, founded Detroit, yeah, he was run off. He was he was like basically told that he was doing too many like illegal trades. Uh. He he was made the governor of Louisiana. Oh, so he headed down south um, in like the seventeen teens, but then had issues there because the Lugaru because the Lugaru caught up with <laughs> all him. of these French monsters <laughs> like, running him off. <laughs> um. And then he, they, him, he and his family had to go back to France, um, which they, I, I mean, mean, hey, but in the 1700s, that's, they didn't want to go back to France. They're like, this is living. Yeah. Well, you know, we can do it. Sure. We just got the wide open. They loved the, um, because actually like, they had been living in Canada and they, the blistering winds and the weather. Yeah. They were like, we got to come down South. Detroit yeah. is where it's at. Yeah. Rock City. So anyway, that's kind of the legend of, of, uh, Nain Rouge. So do you know, from. like, once he went back to uh, France, like, did he just kind of, like, eke out an existence or did he, like, die terribly or, yeah. or was it just kind of just end there? Uh, he, yeah, I didn't look up too much what happened to his life. That's what okay. Because I wanted to focus on the monster. That's okay, right. But I think it was it was not the glory of people celebrating him and, I, you know, things like that. I've got to say, it always amazes me how people with, like... The world by the bulls yeah. fall from grace so hard. Right. Like, it's just like, how do you, you have so much. I just feel like I'd be like, okay, all right. I hit the, the Nain Rouge. Like, let me just put, take, let me just get all my money. I'll put it in a bag and I'm just going to just sit here for a while. Yeah. Right. Like, and you like how, like how bad could it be? I know, man. It's just like, they always <laughs> they just mess up. Yeah. People want that. And there, I feel like just, there's so many Ta- like a, it's just, you look like a Tales from the Crypt, like yeah. horror stories often yeah. have. It's just like greed leads to yeah. their own destruction, right? I mean, and the monster is symbo- just like a symbol that absolutely. Kind of allows that. Yeah, I'm sure he was like, because that's the thing. Like nobody that's you know super prosperous mm-hmm. is is just like, oh, I'm just like lucky. Like there's there's probably a good amount of greed going on. Probably, there. yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, man, I would never be a leading man. Like I would just <laughs> like like uh, there is not a situation uh, like that I could be set up in him where it's like, you know what? I'm gonna start a city. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy. Yeah, like, you wouldn't I'm do not that. a leader. You're not a I don't city wanna starter. be I don't wanna be a leader. Uh huh. Yeah. I wanna drink the swill on the fringe <laughs> and I don't want anyone to pay attention to I can me. attest to that. Albert is a swill <laughs> drinker. He loves the swill. Anyway, back to the monster. Um, <laughs> right. So there are accounts of him um having red or black fur, which I love. Cool. Um and the face of an old man with blazing red eyes and rotten teeth. I kind of mentioned see, that. See, see, there's a, there's a lot of red man, cap, red eye exactly. stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you should just kind of you just kind of imagine like a little devil guy. He's a very devilish um, character. Is he categorized as a? So all right, this is this is another reason. This is the other parallel to the red yeah. cap. So it's basically it's thought that this comes from a French word, the, the luton, and. It's basically um, folklore of Normandy, and they're like household spirits in England. Okay, like so brownies. Yeah, 
Yes. So it's very similar to to like a pixie or a hobgoblin or a gnome or an elf or a fairy. Yes. And and uh, Luton is just the French word for that. So like you know every country has their own you know sort of sprite fairy esque creature, and and uh, Nain Rouge is just it's believed that it's just Luton but brought to America. Right, you know? like, and probably mixed with some Native American folklore as well, because at the time the French and the the Native Americans in that area um, were, were constant. You know, they were trading together, they were living amongst each other. Yes, um, sometimes peacefully, sometimes not, and so it's very probable that that Nain Rouge story kind of was 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 both cultures kind of combining. You know, I cannot help but always think about with these episodes um, American Gods. Mm-hmm. Like this yeah, whole right. idea of the folklore from other countries being brought over here, like older countries being yeah. brought over here. And then like, you know, like, come on, uh, the monster of Detroit. Like, how have I never heard about that? Because it's just its power wanes with its, you know, um, you know how much people focus on and talk about it. And uh, it's just um, it's just a beautiful thing, really. And, and because like. You gotta wonder, like, what are these things, these things born out of? Because I also notice another pattern, like, for example, uh, uh, like with the red cap stuff. They yeah. there was like, it could be just a cautionary tale, like just stay out of old ruined places, right? Yeah, right. Um, so like a lot of it, I feel like comes from that, like to tell children to like stay away from things. So like monsters are created. Yeah. But then also like, especially with like the things with like the helpful or like more trickster like spirits. Are, there, are they really noticing like things going missing in the house and or or or, or jobs being done? Like <laughs> right. some of them are like nice, yeah, and right. They're doing these yeah, like things. gnomes cleaning up the kitchen or something like right. that, right? Yeah. Well, this one's definitely not doing anything nice, right? No, um, not this one. But um, well, here I'll get. I I don't have much more to say, but you know there was the Battle of Bloody Run, which was in this in 1763. Oh where 58 British soldiers were killed by Native Americans from Chief Pontiac's Ottawa tribe. And there was a sighting of Nain Rouge the day before, apparently. And um, afterwards, he danced among the corpses on the banks of the Detroit River. He would. Yeah. And the river turned red with all of the blood of the yes! British soldiers. Yes. Yeah. So Dude, that, 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 was a win for the, that was a win for, for Pontiac. Also, Pontiac is a car too. Right? Yeah, that's just a coincidence, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> or what or no. is it? Is Pontiac from, also made in Detroit? Uh, Pontiac cars? I mean, maybe. Probably. Let's. You keep talking. No, no, I'll it doesn't it matter. Up. Let's I, just. I just want to. But know. that that's interesting. If Pontiac um, was based in you know in that that geographically that area, mm-hmm. and also they named the Pontiac cars after. I mean, him. come on. So you've got Cadillac. You've got Pontiac, Pontiac versus Cadillac. Wow. Um, okay. So a couple of the things there was um, there was the the Detroit race riots in 1967. These were like these were the worst race riots in all of America. I mean, like there were like 400 buildings were destroyed, thousands of people were injured, um, hundreds of deaths, and there was a sighting of Nain Rouge bef- the night before by two workers who claimed that they saw it like jumping from one telephone pole to another and they thought it was a kid at first and then when it came down it like ran away and they were like holy shit what was that the next day the 1967 Detroit riots occurred Um, same thing with this um, uh, this really bad ice storm in 1976 that he he was cited before then as well but now, and this is this is the cool part and this is where I think you and me can get involved Al there was already a, a lot of cool parts I know but now there is the Marche du Nain Rouge, and it's an annual festival and parade that celebrates yes not only the community in Detroit but but the but the Nain Rouge, and basically it's meant to like it's it's meant to scare Nain Rouge out of Detroit yes. so nothing bad happens, and that's kind of like the premise. Love it. And um, it's like a Mardi Gras kind of party. It's like Chinese know? New Year. They yeah. make a bunch of noise to keep uh, Neon the Dragon away. So it seems like every year it's getting bigger and bigger. Um, and it's only been around for like maybe a little bit more than 10 years. We're good. We're still at the, be- you know, the, yeah. <laughs> the beginning of it all. But um, but uh, what was I going to say? 
Um, there are these in jest protesters who say that actually Nan Rouge is not um, is not foreboding, but rather is a warning sure. that something bad is about to happen. Yeah, I mean, and they're you like, could... hey, don't 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 kick Nan Rouge out of Detroit. He's yeah. here to let us know when something bad's about to happen. Yes, yeah, like a, as opposed two to causing sides it. of the same coin. Yeah. Um, there's a Detroit beer company that's got a Detroit dwarf lager. Um, and there's also a Nan Rouge red um, wine. So we can we need to get the wine. Yep. We need to get the beer. We need to do the march. We need to go to Detroit. Why? Yeah, well, we got to go That's to it. Detroit. That's it. I yeah. love it. All right. So that. And that was the Nan Rouge or Nan Rouge. People in Detroit say Nan Rouge. Yeah. Cool. So that was a little lengthy for a Dubia Monster no, episode. No, it was great. Perfect time. But um, if you made it to the end, thanks for coming around. Um, I do oh, I do have one thing I want to plug. Is that okay, Al? Yes, please. Um, so I uh, I co-wrote this monster movie. Yes. Uh, called Pumpkin Man Lives uh, with my buddy Bruce Longo. And it, it exists in the world of a, a shot on video, like legendary monster movie maker named David the Rock Nelson. And uh, if you're in Philly, uh, Philomoca, October 16th, it's playing there. And David the Rock Nelson is going to be there. Um, and we're going to be showing all of these low-budget monster movies. And it's going to be really fun. So check and it out. I'll be there. And Albert will be there. Let's do it. Yeah. So Wait, what's the date? It's October 16th. It's called An Evening with David the Rock Nelson. I'm just noticing now that the tickets are via Dice, which is what Chris Cardillo Yo, works for. Oh, that's crazy. So, <laughs> so come on down, Chris. You get in for free, I there guess. There are no service fees. <laughs> <laughs> or apparently the service fees are up front or something. It's very uh, We're not really sure. Uh, okay. Well, um, next time we'll have a Don't Be an Idiom episode. We are back, baby. Yep. Um, and until next time, do, do be a monster. But not Carmen Carello. Car- Carmella Car- Creeper. Carmella Creeper. <laughs>